Good afternoon, boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out. Once again, the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing, and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. All right, boxing fans, I don't know if anybody listening to me here goes to NSB, that's Boxing Scenes, Nonstop Boxing. If you do, I'm going to call you out for what you are. Not all of them, but the vast majority, because that group of people seems to be in a bubble. They don't understand the way the fight game works, and that's a business. Boxing is not a sport. It's a business. So let's understand what's going on here. This weekend, it goes to this weekend's of fights I'm going to be talking about here, because tomorrow, the very first one out in Abu Dhabi, on the zone, 12 round at light heavyweight, of course, the uh, Dimitri Bival, or Bivol, depending on how you talk, and then Zerto, a.k.a. Gilberto Ramirez. This is the big fight of the weekend. Um, it's a big fight for a couple of reasons. Zerto Ramirez is being pushed as the next star. Of course, I don't think that's going to be the case, but he's being pushed as the next star. Dimitri Bival is, of course, the guy that beat the pound-for-pound king, Canelo Alvarez. And the reason I'm calling out and you know NSB specifically is that NSB is inconsistent with how they talk about fighters. The truth of the matter is this. I don't expect that Zerto Ramirez has anything for Bival. I believe that Bival is a far superior boxer. Although they're they're basically the same age, roughly equivalent in height, I believe Zerto has the greater reach advantage. Zerto is a southpaw. There are these trump cards. And then you look at Bival's record and how he gets guys out of there. He, he dominates you by decision. He's had one fight, I believe, where he was kind of close, but he dominates you by decision. He's not a knockout artist. Zerto has much more experience in the fight game. Zerto has more knockouts. Zerto is more exciting eye test. That's what it is. And the problem is that I have said repeatedly, I don't believe that even with all the traits in his favor that Zerto Ramirez beats Dimitri Bivol. Personal opinion from having watched both guys. I don't think he's got anything for him. However, it's like NSB doesn't understand what that means when we say this. Because if we all agree that Zerto Ramirez should have nothing for this guy, Dimitri Bivol, if we accept that, then what it means is when you look at Bivol and Canelo and the outcome there and Canelo losing to Bivol, I said that Canelo didn't look himself. He did not look 100%. He looked way more, let's say, tired and wasted early in the fight. And in some cases, demoralized and frustrated, yes. But it seemed like he didn't have anywhere near the snap he used to have. He wasn't throwing nearly as many punches as he would do against guys. It's like there was nothing that Bivol was doing that was really hurting Canelo. And for whatever reason, Canelo simply was not trying. The only real aggression he had was trying to lift Bivol off his feet at one point. And I got a screenshot of that from a past fight. So what I said was, if, just if, not saying sure, but if Zerto is able to take out Dimitri Bivol clearly, which nobody expects should happen, but if he does, what I don't want from NSB is to then say, how'd this bum beat Canelo? Do, 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 because that's what they do. They question how this guy could beat Canelo when he takes a loss. That's all I'm saying. We need to be consistent. If Zerto's able to get it done, we need to recognize that Zerto's better than we thought he was. And that's all. I don't know that he is. I don't see that he is from the eyes, at least, but maybe he is. Maybe this is his come out moment. Maybe he's able to show up and make this happen. Maybe he is destined to be that next star at light heavyweight. This is the test because he's going against a guy he should not beat. That's what I'm saying. 
since we, if we accept, he should not beat Bavall based on Bavall's pattern of simply being a better boxer overall. If all you care about is Zerto's power, you're going to instinctively go after Zerto. And that's fine. I'm saying that skill almost always takes care of power every time out. We see it time and again. Bavall simply has a pedigree that I don't think is recognized by the community. I'm not cheering either guy on this one because I think both of them are good in their own lanes. I think they both have traits and qualities that are good for the fight game in the current roster. And I'd like to see them in more mixed action in the near future. So I don't want to see either guy get hurt or any of that. And I don't think that we will. I think we're going to see a decision in this one. I think it's going to go all 12. I suspect that Bivol is going to get his hand raised against Zerto Ramirez. If he doesn't get his hand raised against Zerto Ramirez, I think Zerto Ramirez has a chance to get that good shot and upset the, the odds. But to me, Dimitri Bivol is going to easily deal with Zerto Ramirez, not because of anything negative of Ramirez, simply because I think Bivol's just that damn good, in my personal opinion. So that's the big fight that's happening. Again, on the zone, if you want to check that out, Jessica McCaskill's on the undercard. She's fighting Chantel Cameron. So if you want to check that out, I do recommend it. Um, Rakamov's making his return as well against Zelfa Barrett um, on that same undercard. So if you do want to check it out, that's happening tomorrow on the zone. And it's Abu Dhabi if you're in uh, the Arab Emirates. It's in Abu Dhabi if you want to go check it out locally. Starts at 3 p.m. Eastern time for the ring walks. And then the main event is probably going to be somewhere around, I'm thinking like 8 or 9 o'clock is my guess on that one. The other big fight, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this guy's name. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, David Morell. David Morell is one of those prospect-level guys. Southpaw, this is that super middleweight action, 12 rounds fights on Showtime. And... I've not seen much of David Morrell. I just know that he's kind of up and coming, prospect level, really solid looking, good power, good snap on his punches. He's been able to take guys out. I will not try to pronounce the name of the guy he's fighting. You're Bostonly. I think that's right. <laughs> and don't know very much about him at all, other than he has pretty much almost triple the experience of David Morrell. Uh, he's somewhat older, but not really. He's still kind of in his prime. So he's not like, out, you know, old or that kind of stuff. I do think, and he's undefeated. So I do think it's a good test for both guys to see what super middleweight has in store for the future. The undercard of that one, uh, Jason Rosario makes his return as well as some other guys I have never heard of. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know these names. I should, but I don't because like one of them, I can't even spell right. So that's on the undercard. If you want to check that out, the other big fight that's happening out in Dubai at the Coca-Cola Arena this time, Floyd Mayweather Jr., he's doing an exhibition. He's fighting Deji, I believe it's Deji's brother, I believe it is, on, and it's pay-per-view. It's DAZN pay-per-view. Don't ask me why it's pay-per-view, and don't ask me why it's DAZN. I can only tell you that it is an exhibition and that I know the guy, Olatunji, he is related to, to KSI, but I think, I don't know if it's his brother or cousin, but he's never fought pro. Before he's never fought as exhibition, he's never done any of this stuff. He did have one exhibition at some point in the past, but I don't, I don't even think it was scored. It's like I don't know. So I don't know who wants to see that, especially if it's his own pay per view. Like we're not talking the his own part of the membership. We're talking pay per view. I don't know if that's what you want, but you know that's what it is. So uh, he is. If you want to check out Floyd Mayweather, he is going to be there. And the undercard for this one 
He has quite a few people on the undercard, which is surprising to me. But he's got uh, uh, Delphine Persoon. She's coming back on the undercard. And a couple of other ones, Tommy Fury is on the undercard as well. So you may want to check out the undercard, maybe. It's a pretty stacked undercard. I just don't think it's worth the pay-per-view, in my personal opinion. That's going to do it for our weekend of boxing. Again, the big fight's going to be um, Zerto Ramirez and Bavall by far and away, as we'll finally get to see who goes on, who moves on up in the rankings, and finally solve some questions that have been outstanding. The other announcement that's coming later, not this weekend, but later, uh, Caleb Plant and David Benavides have come to terms. That's apparently going to be happening at some point, so we will get to see, really test Benavides, see where he is. So there's going to be some exciting fights happening in the latter part of the year and certainly in the first quarter. And just as an update for Spence Crawford, which, of course, Crawford ducked. He ducked to go fight David Avenesian, who nobody wants to see him fight. Crawford came out and said that the reason he did so is because he wanted a guarantee. He did not want the risk of pay-per-view people pirating the fight and that he would lose money. The problem with this, of course, is that even Manny Pacquiao agreed to terms. Canelo Alvarez has agreed to terms. Many of the top fighters, like real top draw fighters, which Crawford isn't, have accepted terms to fight under PBC, and they've been happy with the arrangements. So Crawford, in wanting a guarantee, basically says, I'm used to having guarantees because Bob Arum overpaid me. Of course, Bob Aaron would come out publicly and say he's lost so much money on Crawford he could have bought a house in Beverly Hills, nice house. So Crawford's just used to getting his way and doesn't understand and didn't understand that he is the B-side against Errol Spence and should have accepted all terms. He didn't do that. That's why the fight's not happening. It has nothing to do with Al Heyman, nothing to do with PBC, nothing to do with Spence. Crawford wanted to try to pull an A-side on this guarantee thing. I want guaranteed money. PBC and Spence told him basically, no, you're not getting this. Crawford decided to go another way and take a soft touch to get his guaranteed money. This will probably wrap up his career here soon because Crawford's getting up to like 35. He's not going to be in the game too much longer. Bomack himself said he ain't got too many years left. So Crawford will probably just live out the rest of his career dwindling around, taking guarantee pays to take easy touch fights. That's a Crawford thing, not a PBC thing, not a Spence thing. You're likely not going to see any sort of unification at welterweight. Because Spence has already said he can't keep making 147. This was supposed to be the last bet. So he may end up moving to 154. Then we have to see what happens from there. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Combat Talk Radio, Masterpiece Boxing, found at combattalkradio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not. I know you have choices, and I appreciate you for being here. Just to remind those that are new to the show, Combat Talk Radio records every Friday, so once a week in the Pacific time zone. And then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering for Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, We want to hear from you, and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss, and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments, and we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast, not on the YouTube for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it, and I will see you guys next week.